right, all right. Welcome to a special edition of the Cavus Ships Podcast, produced in conjunction with the Service Navy Association's annual symposium. This special edition is sponsored in part by Huntington Ingalls Industries. HII is the largest producer of unmanned undersea vehicles, making transoceanic missions possible. HII, delivering hard stuff done right. And by GE Marine, a GE aerospace company, offering unparalleled power and propulsion for ships from the biggest combatants to the smallest, fastest patrol boats. GE's propulsion solutions are ready for the next generation of sea power. Learn more at geaerospace.com slash marine. Thank you again for joining the Cavus Ships podcast for our coverage of the Surface Navy Association National Symposium. Our final segment this week is a conversation that Chris and I had with Vago Maradian on his Thursday Defense and Aerospace Report daily podcast. During the discussion, Vago asked about our takeaways from the event, what we heard, what we didn't hear, and what we'd like to hear as the Navy and the surface community moves forward and heads towards other conferences held throughout the year. Here's that conversation. And joining us now are uh, some of the nation's most thoughtful naval commentators, the co-hosts of our Cavus Ships podcast, uh, our contributor, uh, our contributing editor, Christopher P. Cavus, uh, and our producer, Chris Cervello, who each week clear the fog on naval and maritime matters. Uh, guys, thanks very much for joining us after what has been a very busy three days at Surface Navy Association. It's pretty fun to be here. Pretty good to see people again, too. Uh, indeed, and I'm glad you got a haircut. Yeah, that's always nice. Um, it's been a good week. Uh, we heard a lot. I'm not sure that we heard everything that we had hoped to hear, but uh, look forward to chatting about it. Cavus, uh, we'll start off with you. Uh, the uh, We heard from the Secretary of the Navy. We heard uh, from the Chief of Naval Operations, Admiral Mike Gilday, as you heard. We heard from Admiral Cottle, uh, the Fleet Force's uh, commander, as well as others. Uh, we were I joined you guys on Cavus Ships last week, where we uh, talked about uh, the gag order uh, that Secretary Del Toro has put out. And it looks like the Navy Secretary, uh, whom we heard from also, uh, may or may not have gotten himself into a little bit of hot water with this comment uh, about Ukraine. And if we do this for another six months, uh, you know, the, the United States Navy uh, is going to be in bad shape uh, as well. There are those within the Pentagon who say, well, look, I mean, the rate of aid we're giving to the Ukrainians uh, puts us uh, in problematic terrain. Uh, there are others who say, hey, look, the Pentagon's now been dealing with this for 10 months and could be surging capacity and moving more quickly. How did you interpret that uh, comment as somebody who was in the room when he made it? Well, you know, this, 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 this is uh, both Secretary uh, Del Toro and Fleet Forces Commander Admiral Caudill uh, made references to, to Ukraine. Uh, it wasn't always in their address either. So it was also responses to questions from the audience. But they both pretty much gave people the impression that they were saying at some point, six months in one case and something like that. Well, that's right. Second Sec said, in, if this goes on another six months, it's the U.S. Navy that's going to need help. Right. And, of course, a lot of people went like, whoa, wow, what's, what's, what's that about? Starting off, remember, this is a professional audience in the room. These aren't, this isn't the Rotary Club from Wisconsin. And people have, are paying some attention. So most people are aware that this is not a naval war going on in Ukraine, or the Black Sea for that matter. It's a, it's a land war. So the, the, the drawdown is mostly from land warfare stocks, not from sea warfare. So it's not, not really an acute issue for the U.S. Navy. 
Um, and also sort of, it does, there was no discussion in the end there either, no nuance about, you know, fight him over there or fight him here sort of thing in the past. Which, which he did uh, very eloquently do, if I may say, at Navy League last year where he made that direct, yeah. uh, direct link. I mean, that was a terrific speech, not trying to butter the uh, SECNAVA. No, but it's, I mean, it, it, it's, I'm sorry, you, you fight him there, fight him here, we're still fighting him. And uh, you know, that wasn't part of the discussion. I, I didn't hear any of that anyway. Um, you didn't hear anything of that, did you, Chris? Well, No, I, I didn't. And, you know, it's, it's funny because I think that talking to friends on the Hill and talking to friends that work in and around the White House, th that talking point, fight them over there or fight them over here, seems to have fallen away. And there's a lot of concern that maybe DOD isn't all in on this, uh, you know, Ukraine effort. And, and maybe for good reason, right? DOD, I think, looks at this and says... Um, instead of looking at it as, hey, a fight for democracy and, and linking all of these what's going on in Ukraine and linking it to what potentially could go on in the Pacific and making it one effort, they have very much viewed this as two distinct efforts. And so there's a lot of people in the Pentagon that view you know, uh, it as a zero-sum game, that everything you do or give to uh, the Ukrainians takes away from our effort that we could potentially use for the Chinese. Then you have Admiral Cottle, then you have the secretary say what they said today, which is is actually true. I mean, we, we are going to the same industrial base and asking them to do more for both Ukraine and potentially for the Pacific. Um, they just didn't do a very good job of eloquently explaining that. And then, so if you're in the White House, you're going, hey, I I knew it. Those guys weren't in, to, in, in on it. I knew it. They, you, you know, they were holding back. And so it, it, it sort of confirms their worst fears. And what you have is, is really a PR mess that you didn't need to have, right? The secretary's message should have been, I need more from industry. Cottle's message should have been, I need more from industry, not to slap them around. Um, you, you know, and the last thing I'll say, the CNO has been all about get real, get better. Well, this week, I'll give the Navy credit, they got real, but there was no discussion about how to get better, how to get better together, how to come up with a way that incorporates congressional funding lines, uh, incorporates requirements and budget, budget submissions from the Navy, and has a real view of what industry needs and wants. Uh, and uh, to that point, right, the Navy controls contracting. So when the CNO, Admiral Caudill, or anybody else complains, well, these things aren't moving fast enough, you could look at contractual mechanisms uh, in order to help that uh, process along. Although I will say, Chris, I think that there has been a change because that attitude in the Pentagon of the more we help Ukraine, the less we're getting ready for China, there are those senior leaders who've told me, look, we, we really understand now why these two fights are linked, which makes this a little bit discordant uh, in the minds of some. What are some of the other things, Chris, well, that you picked just, up just, and are, are, are talk worthy? Well, just to sort of finish this thread. Um, so when the when uh, the secretary and Admiral Caudill made these comments, people just began tweeting them rapidly. So within minutes, it's out there in the in the in the Twitter, Twitter fear, Twitter sphere. And people, it is a Twitter fear, too. Twitter but anyway, fear, fear of Twitter. We're all afraid. We're all very afraid. Be, but the be not afraid, Chris. I'm sorry. Go on. Within minutes, uh, there's blowback from the Hill. So reporters who were tweeting this, the, the, these things were getting blasted. We're getting bombed with with instant queries from the Hill, who are also sending this stuff off to, to, to sending similar queries off to official sources. So unusually, both the secretary and Admiral Caudill uh, clarified their remarks. Uh, for this, for this uh, venue, 
That's, that, that, that's pretty unusual. That doesn't happen all the time. And they both did it. They both had to come up what, what we meant to say or what we did say, what we actually said, whatever. And, what we meant to say. And, 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 and now there's the whole, you know, mis- the dis- dis-misinterpretation. Well, I didn't say that. Well, actually, you did. I recorded it. So that, that, that sort of discourse has definitely been going on. And McConnell sort of, uh, today, actually the, the day after the remarks, uh, just put out a statement where he, he clarified his position on, on, on Ukraine. At no point did Admiral Caudill, I'm reading from it now, at no point did Admiral Caudill say our nation would need to make a choice between arming our Navy or supporting Ukrainian forces in their fight against Russia. But he said, they said, of course, we're going to help Ukraine deliver the stuff they need so they can conduct that conflict. Well, that wasn't all he said, but be that as it may. But he also doubled down in, in this clarification on remarks about industry. And the, you know, the, the pointing the finger at industry, you need to do better, we need more from industry, has been going on for a while. Industry's reaction to this has pretty much not been positive. Right. It's, it's been perplexity. And, well, it is. And, and for one thing, just saying industry writ large, right. well, that's a pretty broad stroke, kids. And, you know, your, your buckshot is hitting an awful lot of people that aren't, should not be in the line of fire. Um, probably a whole lot more. And, I mean, here again, he says it doubled down on it. This is his this is clarification. The nation's defense industry partners are not hitting the mark and should be held accountable to contracts made with the Navy and make deliveries on time. That's great. However, the Navy has a finger in those pies at every single step of the way. There's an awful lot of government-furnished equipment that comes with an awful lot of those programs that the government is responsible for, for delivering, that the government is responsible for getting on time. To say in broad strokes, you need to do this, well, okay, maybe you too. Join in. Let's all get together. But there's no expression of that. It's not a together thing. The other part of this is that, you know, okay, demand is rising. We have, we have this issue with, 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 with the drawdown of arms to Ukraine. Well, this is what people have been saying for a long time. This is demand. We have to be ready when the demand is there. Guess what? The demand is here now. This it is was what, in February. It, it began in February. It is going on. This is not going to end. This is what people have been talking about in the abstract for a long, long, long time. And it's here. It's been here. It ain't going away. Adjust your thinking. Uh, well... Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, right, uh, one person has been saying that when he was in office the first time and the second time was uh, uh, now Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall. We have to be prepared for a long war. The next war might not be a short one and maybe a prolonged one uh, that taxes industrial capacity. Although we did, Chris, uh, at the top of the show here from Admiral uh, Galinas, uh, the NAVSI, who did say, look, we, we've got to do a better job. We've got to work together uh, in order to try to get this work done and do better contracting at the end of the day to He's get a better. Lot closer to the to it too than than, than a fleet forces operational commander, right? And as Secretary of the Navy, who should not be the nation's chief acquisition, the Navy's chief acquisition official. Even if he had they don't uh, have one. Correct. Well, you know, Nick Nick Gurton, Doctor Gurton would be great uh, to have in that job. Only but we can- just now renominated, and not even nominated anyway until November fifteenth. So no particular alacrity going on with that entire position. 
Um, uh, Chris, I, I would love to have this roundtable go on a bit longer, but unfortunately we're running out of time. Uh, bring us home on other uh, takeaways over uh, the course of the last three days, things that jumped out at you and the audience should bear in mind. So let me give you the, the glass half full view, okay? Um, I thought it was great that the SWO boss started off by, by talking about 75 surface ships ready for tasking every day. The Surface Navy has been working very hard on that. There's a lot of uh, effort that, you know, it takes a village to get a ship ready and to be, um, you, you know, mission taskable. And so that, uh, you know, good on him for, for uh, um, announcing that. Good on him for sending the message to everybody that's involved in that village that they need to continue to do that work because um, those ships are going to be needed on, on a moment's notice. So that that's a plus there. The other thing that I would say, just to wrap this whole thing up, is I felt it this over these three days that the entire ecosystem knows that we are on the verge of either being behind or are behind and that we all need to do better, right? So again, if that's what the secretary was trying to convey, if that's what Caudill was trying to convey, um, you, you hear it, you heard it from uh, Chris Castor yesterday, you heard it from Admiral Galinas at the, at the top of the show. Everybody that I talk to knows that we are behind in terms of preparing for the Chinese, that we've learned a lot of lessons from Ukraine. So I guess that's a plus, that the, the system is slowly starting to move towards a um, adversary footing uh, and that everybody needs to do better. So hopefully that continues as we hit some of these shows throughout the year. Um, it, but it also has to be reflected in a cultural change on the waterfront and elsewhere. A lot of the best are uh, unfortunately being relieved of their commands and that, and that sends a very negative signal as we discussed last week. Chris, any uh, last points as we wrap up? No, other than this, you know, it is nice to see this show back uh, after the pandemic. Last year was... They did. They did do it a live event a year ago. It was still pretty much impacted by the. It was not a good time for the pandemic around here in D.C. Uh, this is this is better this year. It is a real shame that the NAVC program briefs, which are a major factor of this show, and why a lot of people travel a long way to be here, uh, didn't show up. They just they, they they weren't here. There was not one significant program brief from the Naval Sea Systems Command. Last year they had 16 briefs. This year they had six, and none were of any particular consequence in terms of major programs. So we didn't hear about the new Flight 3 destroyer. We have no idea what the update is about that. It just went to sea on trials. Something's been happening. Uh, that's a that that is a big deal, and that's a nation service combatant for the next decade. That the only the only one they're going to be building. Uh, we have not didn't get an upgrade on uh, frigate. On, on that program, we didn't get an upgrade on uh, update on the DDG 1000 program. There's a major program now to upgrade all three of those ships. Uh, that's a new contract, new shipyard, uh, new plans. I don't know what's going on. The secretary said that, oh no, everybody's here doing briefs. Nobody here was doing any briefs, and that and that is really too bad. They really only come. There's only a two opportunities a year for that sort of information. One is this Surface Navy Association. The other one is Sea Air Space, which this year is in early April. I certainly hope that between now and early April, a better idea about how to, how to put this information out there is put forth and we get a lot more substance from the Navy in April. As uh, they say, from your mouth to God's ears, Chris. Gentlemen, uh, thanks very much. Absolute pleasure, everybody. Uh, the, these uh, two guys have been going daily uh, for the last couple of days, so certainly tune in and obviously tune in uh, to the upcoming show with uh, recap and other uh, thoughts from these two august gentlemen. Chris, thanks very much. Thanks, Vago. Always, always great. Chris, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.